0: The Dad University podcast helps fathers learn what they're not taught in school. We offer dads advice on parenting, relationships, and family life. We may not have all the answers, but we're certainly going to have fun trying.
1: And we are back. We are back.
0: I'm Jason Kreidman. I'm Alan Bush. And this is the Dad University podcast, episode 273.
1: Yeah. Alan, how are you? I'm good. Feeling good yeah. today? Some good. energy. Starting work energetic working up
0: more. as I'm drinking caffeine right now. And, good. Uh, yeah, I had
1: it. mine actually. This is not sponsor, <laughs> oh, nice. but OB Beans. Gave me some coffee. Nice. <laughs> nice.
0: Mine is uh no, I can't mention it. Oh right. Um well,
1: <laughs> it's not a drug, it's just keep-
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh to today's episode, Mindfulness for Kids. Okay. And five easy exercises that parents can implement for mindfulness. I like it. Um, yeah. Mindfulness has been something that I personally have been interested in for some time now. Yeah. I've been meditating for well over 15 years. Well, What's your definition of mindfulness? Well, that's what I'm going to tell you. Ah, okay. Uh, well, mindfulness is being a, aware of your thoughts and feelings and doing them without judgment. Okay. Oh, so, there are different, many different aspects of mindfulness. So mindfulness can be just simply being present, just, you know, doing that. Um, But it's being conscious of these things. So it can be breathing, it can be, um, you know, chanting of some kind, it can just, or just being and being aware of it. Um, But there's different exercises on how to do that. And a lot of it is focused on being in the present moment, you know, mm-hmm. mindful. It's just being aware of your surroundings, being aware of your state of being. Yeah. Um, so the easiest way to do that is by just being present. That's the, sure. so it's not dwelling on what happened in the past or what's going to be happening in the future. You know, that's both depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, depression's worrying about what happened and anxiety is about what's going to happen. Right. So you're really focused on the now, what's going on right now and how mm-hmm. can I. So for my children, um, I have tried to introduce mindfulness to them in different aspects and their school has been good at doing that too. And the idea is really to help them become more relaxed, more calm. That's why I've used it for myself. but. For kids, it's really important to keep it simple. You know, keep it fun, keep it simple. Uh, it also shouldn't be forced. You know, they shouldn't feel like it's being forced upon them. It should be something that's—I don't want to say you're sort of slipping it in there. <laughs> you know, like mm. if they don't feel like it's something that's being done to them, it's like they get to participate and stuff. Um, you know, and if it, here's the thing—if they are resisting, then you got to try something else. You know, you. Yeah. If you're saying, hey, come on, meditate with me. And they're like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. You know, then you try something different. And mm-hmm. because they don't like one thing doesn't mean that they're not going to, you know, like something else. So, right. um, so as we practice mindfulness, um, I want to go over five things. They're fun. They're easy. You can do them with your kids. Okay? Okay. Um, and, I mean, there's benefits to it. Like I said, I mean, it's, if, it's new, if it's a new concept, mindfulness in general, I mean, you can do it as well. You know, these are things that we can do. So the first thing is coloring.
1: Yeah. Good old coloring. Good old coloring. Actually, you know, it's funny. Um, a lot of, there's a lot of adult coloring books now, you know, with you, yeah. I my friend Adelaide, actually, I'll give her a shout out. She made a, a Chakra Mandala coloring book. Yep. Uh, from her artwork and it was it was really cool i was like that's a really cool, great idea
0: yeah uh, that's that's part of this too it's um it, it is a great way to just be in the present moment
1: yeah
0: um you're not worrying especially for your kids you know you're not worrying like about colors and like what makes sense and what's good and bad and staying in the lines and all that stuff it's like it has nothing to do with that yeah just really coloring for enjoyment And what it does is um, coloring removes external stimulation and distractions. So when a child sits down and they start coloring, they slow down. You know, they focus on the present moment, and that's what mindfulness is. So basically, they are thinking about this little thing that they are coloring, you know, and that's what you're thinking about. And that is being in the present moment. So, that in itself, coloring is mindfulness. Yeah. And what's great about it is that kids don't know that they're practicing mindfulness.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: They are just having fun coloring. Mm-hmm. And there's no judgment about what's being colored. So, like, hey, is this a great picture? Like, none of that matters. Yeah. It's just they're coloring for the enjoyment of coloring. Yeah. yeah. I think most kids enjoy coloring. Like it's something, you know, up to a certain age. Yeah. Um, but like, as you said, I mean, people, have they started making, you know, adult coloring books and those have become more popular.
1: Yeah. And for that reason, it brings you back into the present moment. You're totally feeling, like, I remember when I was a kid, I used to draw a lot mm-hmm. and, um and just things in my head, or I might look at a comic and try to emulate what it was, you know, drawing it. And it really does require you being in the present moment. Totally. Like, you can't be distracted and. And I, I, mean, I probably should do it more, you know, yeah. like my, you know, my mother paints and, and does a lot of art and crafts. And yeah, if you, of-
0: if you extend it and you think about that, that, you know, a lot of people do art therapy and yeah. it's a way for them to calm down and relax. Yep. That, that's, that's what it is. It's you are so focused on the present moment that you're not thinking about the other distractions and the chaos and all the other things you have to do and whatever. So that's why for adults, a lot of them find that it's very therapeutic for them to do that. You know, and sit down and start painting and like they just get lost in that, in that yeah. So yeah, for sure, that's that's part of it. Um, I think if you have a teen or an older child, it it still can be a great way for them to relax and be present. Um, It's really good, you know, for anyone at any age.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: The second time, or second one, I it's called I see I hear. Uh I've actually used this technique for myself. When I find myself wandering and I I I'm consciously wanting to get back to the present moment. So here's how it works. You ask your child to notice 3 things with their eyes. Okay. So they'll look around, maybe they will see a chair, they see you, they see the dog. Um and then you ask them to hear three things. Maybe they hear a noise, you know, from outside. They hear a fan blowing, the, your voice, their own breathing, whatever. If they're too young, you know, you can help them along. Um, and the reason you do this is that the I see, I hear forces you again to be in the present moment. It switches your brain from thinking about something that either in the past or the future or whatever to the present because you have to be in the present to pay attention to it right you have to be in the current situation in order to play so like i said i mean i've used this it, it's funny i i was even in the gym and i've done this mm-hmm. I've done this in meetings
1: <laughs> yeah
0: I'm, i see my mind's wandering and i'm like okay what are three things i see yeah i see his face i see the phone i see that you know I've done this and I've played this myself because it does. It, it forces you to be in the present moment. So- I,
1: you know, it's funny. I, I think I've done this, but then gets, I get lost in the thing I'm looking at. So a lot of times what I'll do privately, and I probably should t- say this on the air or whatever, but um, if, if I'm not interested in what's going on, I'll look at a, something with a lot of letters and see how many words I can make out of it. <laughs> so I if I, so that's like, what
0: you were doing when I was talking
1: yeah so like I should talk and I'm like what is he talking I don't know what does it say funding okay bubble, and, I, yeah. and I'll see oh it has fun in it and it has ding and it has fun and you know and, and so I'll look at different like, combinations like I do a little word game with myself just to see if I could you know and then I'll just notice random things right uh, you know and, right. and then i like did you know that this backwards is this and they're like what
0: where do you get that?" <laughs> it's like i don't know that's <laughs> funny yeah no it, it's worked it definitely has worked for me so yeah um the third thing smell the flower blow out the candle um and i've used this with my kids for sure this is mindful breathing this is really what this is so smell the flower blow out the candle mm-hmm. teach the kids how to control their breathing and that's the 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 reason it's mindfulness. So, I mean, and there's other techniques to doing mindful breathing and such, but you know, and some are mixed with hand movements. My children actually learn this at school, where you know you breathe in as you're you know moving your hands out, and then you breathe out as you move your hands in. I mean, there's all kinds of things like that. Mm. Basically, it's just the the counting in between exhaling and inhaling, et cetera. But mm-hmm. This one, the smell of the flower, blow out the candle was my favorite because it really worked. And especially like even when they were toddlers, we would smell the flower, blow out the candle. Yeah. And I've even, you know, you can even find a flower if you want to get a candle to demonstrate. <laughs> make it really literal. <laughs> yeah. You, you pretend there's a beautiful smelling flower in front of you. And you say, hey, if this was a flower, how would you smell it? And they would you know, inhale really deeply. Yeah. really smell it and then you'd show them and they would breathe through their nose so they're smelling the flower obviously with their nose and as then they blow out the candle they're blowing that out with their mouth not their right. nose so that's where you're teaching them this mindfulness of breathing in through your nose out through your mouth and yeah. it just makes it a little bit easier to say smell the flower blow out the candle right right and so we would do that a lot um you know when our children would get hurt I would do this, you know, we wanted them to calm down. And so we would say, hey, smell the flower, blow out the candle. Yeah. Out. yeah, that's yeah. actually a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs>
1: and it does help. It may, it does help when you're you breathing better because, um, you know, pain. Because uh, yeah. a lot of times you'll just stop breathing or you won't breathe as, as deeply as you do. And oft, often that helps. Um, yeah, as or as they're breathing
0: really fast. And so it, it helps calm them down. Yeah. So for sure, it, it would work all the time. And so that yeah. was a really good technique. So smell the flower, blow out the candle. That yeah. was uh, The fourth thing was guided meditation. So if you don't already meditate, you know, doing with this with your kids is, is really a great way to start. And, but ch- you know, children can do it on their own. And specifically, guided meditations for kids. You can use an app. Uh, You can use just a YouTube search can do it, but you use the term, you know, guided meditations for children. And it's a really easy way for kids to practice. Typically what you can do, they can put on headphones and they will listen to someone guiding them through the meditation practice. Uh Most of the time, it's like a story with instructions on what to do or what to say. So Um, you know, I, have heard ones where they're like, okay, you're in a, you know, you're in a field and you're lying down and you're looking up and there's clouds and you're going to blow out of your mouth to, you know, blow at each one of the clouds or, you know, whatever. I mean, they start and they start doing these sort of exercises and I've seen it and and it's really good. Um, Mm -hmm. we'll talk about, and so they'll do breath work they'll do all kinds of stuff. And both of my kids have really enjoyed nighttime meditations. So the nighttime guided meditations, like sometimes when they feel restless, they feel like they can't fall asleep. They yeah. do a guided meditation for sleep. So there's a lot for kids. It's like stories and calming them. And, and I tell you what, I mean, I, I've seen those times where they've done that and they just conk out, you know,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: a really deep sleep and they love it. They love the stories. They enjoy it. Uh, but you can also do it for calming sessions. I mean, anywhere where there's five minutes to an hour. Yeah. Some of them are an hour, obviously, because they just, you, you know, especially if they're going to go to sleep, they need, a, they need a long time. But it's been, it's been a really good thing. I, I prefer guided meditations. I, I do timed meditation sometimes. Okay. I like guided. I mean, guided is great because then you're listening to something, you're getting something out of it. There's usually some sort of subject related to it that they're focused on. Um, and so the guided meditations for kids have been really good and my kids have enjoyed that. So, um, have you done a meditation before?
1: Um, I've done some meditations, not necessarily guided, but I know that there's apps that do that, um, yeah. as you mentioned. And, um, um, yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's interesting because I, I guess I never thought about doing a, um, a more focused thing. Um, I did, you know, when I was in college study a little bit of Buddhism. Yeah. Which does focus a lot of, uh, um, a lot of meditation. Yeah. I mean, processes.
0: I, so, I mean, part of my routine every morning is even if it's from for five to seven minutes. Uh, yeah. Usually we'll go anywhere from five to t- 12 minutes or so. Just kind of depends. And uh, it, it really just resets, you know, good start for the day. And sometimes it might be a talk of some kind um or it's some sort of motivational thing or it's just a breathing i mean it kind of depends how i feel that day like if i'm feeling really energetic yeah i don't necessarily need motivation you know right or be more more calming or something so i'll kind of do it but so my kids have watched me do that and so you know they're always like why do you have the headphones on and i'm like sitting in a corner (laughs)
1: <laughs> i've tried to
0: do it before they wake up but
1: yeah yeah they seem
0: to be getting up earlier and earlier so <laughs>
1: um
0: i can't avoid them anymore <laughs> so the next one number five is practicing gratitude um if your child is old enough to write you can have them write stuff down and and write down in a journal or some kind of three things they're grateful for But if they can't write, you can certainly just do the exercise out loud. But, you know, and if they can't think of anything, you know, you can certainly help them along. It's like, you know, what about having food or, you know, there's people who don't have food. What about having a house or a place to sleep? You know, there's people who don't have a place to sleep and, you know, explaining to them that there are people, when you explain to them that other people don't have some of these things, it warrants being grateful for it. You know,
1: yeah, right.
0: I should feel very lucky that I have a nice comfortable bed mm-hmm. to sleep in at night. Whereas yeah. there are a lot of people who don't.
1: You right. Know?
0: Um yeah. and so the other thing is what you're grateful for, but then also writing down why. So if you are grateful for food, you know, maybe the reason is is because you can go down to the cabinet and get food at any time and just open up the cabinet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you're gonna be starving, you know, and there's the why is really important. And I think, you know, instead of just listing what you are grateful for, I think it helps the children and it helps us if we're practicing it really solidify uh, the gratitude. It really solidifies, it forces us to think a little bit deeper about what it is and why it's important. So, you know, I, I think gratitude for children is important. I think it teaches, it, it fights us against selfishness, you know, entitlement, being spoiled. I mean, you know, part of it is you know, when the kids don't realize, and, you know, we say it as it sounds like my parents, but like, or a just older generation of like, you know, you don't know how good you have it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: um, and they don't, you know, they don't see, if they don't see another perspective, they think that every child has their own room. Right. Or that every or- child has an electric scooter. You know?
1: Yeah, or like, internet.
0: Yeah, I mean, or I've got the- my own computer. Of of course, every kid has their own computer. No, they yeah, don't.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, yeah. It's so perspective.
0: those kind of perspectives and talking about that stuff, so that they do know that they are very lucky to have these things and they should be grateful for them. So, yeah. I think that's you know that's a job as a parent. Um, you know, practicing mindfulness for me has been wonderful. I mean, my stress and anxiety. I think I've been able to use it to be more calm, to be more present in situations. And I think it does do the same for my kids. I feel like the, you know, whether they've done those breathing exercises, they do the mindful meditation. Um, I think there's many situations that would have probably been much more difficult if, we, if they didn't know that. They didn't know how to breathe properly or, um, you know, even in the morning of just starting out with a couple minutes of quiet, you know? being quiet and resting, you know, that in itself can be mindfulness. So I hope these exercises are helpful. I mean, like these are things that I do, you know, or that my kids have done. And so it's not hocus pocus. It's like they actually do work. Sure. But I'd love to hear from others of, you know, maybe some things that you've done or you've tried with your kids of different things of mindfulness. Um, What have you found helpful? What have you struggled with? So if Alan, they have any feedback, comments or uh, questions, what should they do?
1: they should email us at dad, sorry, no, they should email us podcast at daduniversity.com and maybe hit us up on our social media channels, um, daduniv or dad university if you just look them up. And please go to the YouTube channel and subscribe to that and maybe even leave some comments there. A lot of great videos outside of the podcast as well. And if nothing else, please go to the podcatcher that you're listening to us on right now and leave a five-star review or a thumbs up or whatever the thing that they have that will allow you to give your praise. And then uh, leave some comments, actually, that really help perpetuate the show.
0: Awesome. Well, Alan, as always, thank you. Thank you. And we will see you next time. See you next time.